Hey guys, Merry Christmas and welcome to Tom Talks. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the celebrities that might be coming to Fort Worth. Learn how broadband is changing Texas. We're also going to talk about that next vacation home and why not own it. And learn about Fort Worth's biggest loss. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Tom Jung. I'm your host. And I'm Jack Lisenby, co-host. And... Merry Christmas to you. We're coming up on Christmas here. And before I get started, um, got to plug all the stuff, social media. Mm-hmm. We're, on, we're at uh, Tom's Texas Realty on Facebook and Instagram and Tom.Things on TikTok. And our website is Tom'sTexasRealty.com. Yeah. Boom. There you go. So I figured we'd start off with the uh, the story that we pulled up, Broadband for All. So as part of something that we actually talked about a few weeks ago, um, President Biden had pushed a bill to buff infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And one of the big points on that was broadband. And uh, Texas is a really big place. So whenever we think broadband here in DFW, we think just, you know, that's just internet. I go down to what spectrum, sign up for internet, yeah. and then that's the end of the story. But if you live out in like, say, the sticks or, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Where I grew up, yeah. Right. <laughs> it was like the biggest thing ever when we got a tower and like, oh, you can get right. internet out here now. Yeah. And like, there's still people living in those situations. Mm-hmm. So this bill is actually going to be really helpful for them because they may not even have dial-up, but the purpose of this bill or the, the, the goal here, they're trying to get high speed internet, like broadband speeds out to every corner of even the most rural parts of Texas. Interesting. Yeah, so that's the goal at least. So there, it's part of like a $1.2 trillion uh, um, infrastructure bill, but I think $65 million of it is coming to Texas just for internet. So That's interesting. You know, um, <laughs> we bring him up all the time, Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and uh, what, what is his company called? Stellar or something? Uh, his Satlink or whatever it yeah. is that he's trying to do? Yeah, which is, is essentially giving people access to the internet from anywhere via satellite. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, why spend all this money running cables across the ground when you could probably just tap into the network that he's yeah, I mean, well, pretty much built already. I, I, I honestly don't know. I think because <laughs> one of them is privatized and the other one isn't, it's easier for the government to be able to control things in this situation. Mm, that makes sense. As yeah. far as logistics go, because this is going to be a logistical nightmare. Um, they're already talking about potential de- derailments because of um, political feuds and things of that nature. Because this is, they've tried this before. Back in the day, uh, I'd say back in the day, like mid-2000s, there was a big push from the government to change out a lot of the copper wiring for uh, fiber optic with the advent of that and it becoming really popular. And ultimately, it just kind of fizzled out because of just disputes. And the, the amount of cost, probably. Mm-hmm. What, uh, that's interesting. So, and, and I know a lot, of, a lot of these lines, I believe, a lot of the lines were... Um, laid out via the train tracks mm-hmm. right because that was like and that's how your telephone companies became big is somehow they got access to the the rail lines and they could run their lines there because otherwise you got to go through people's properties and everything else like that um interesting so they're trying to get broadband for all yeah and currently uh there's an estimated 80 820,000 texans without uh access to broadband internet which they, is a lot. Do they care? They may not even know. They may not even see this podcast, so they may not even know it's going to happen until the day it stop, shows up at their doorstep and knocks. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, made me think of something else, but I lost it. So <laughs> it's uh, man, it's almost Christmas. We'll save it for next week. Out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so luxury homes. Mm-hmm. This is uh, something we hadn't talked about before, but uh, it was an interesting article that we found. The um, Number one, the luxury market. We had this conversation earlier. What is it? Like, how do you define what's luxury? Right. And from the, there's like a certification course in luxury homes if you're a real estate agent. And typically they define it as um, the top 10% of homes in an area um, or $500,000, whichever one is more. So if you live in a tiny, tiny town, you may not have any luxury homes. Because um, I think it has to be at least half a million dollars. So anyways, one of the interesting things, I, I took a luxury course, I don't know, it was a couple years ago, but in Fort Worth, the average price of a luxury home, or not the average, the starting price of a luxury home was like three or 730000 something like that, which if you go to Dallas, you're like, oh, well, you can get a condo near downtown for that, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> little whole house. And so anyways, a lot of times they are, uh, you know, the other factors that go into it is number one, location. And number two, size. Typically, they're bigger properties. The finish outs in them, the type of material that's being used. And then also um, the other thing is status. So like if, if, it's a, if it's a house that has some kind of significance and... Status is an interesting one. There's a, um, oh man, I read this book and it was, it was really interesting, but there was a statement in it that I could not disprove. And it said, the reason that anybody does anything is to improve their status. And I started thinking about it. Of course, I was thinking of like, well, what about negative things? Like, you know, let's say that somebody's going to go robbed from a convenience store or whatever it may be, well, they're probably, let's say that they're stealing to provide food for their family. Right. In that case, you could argue that they're improving the status in their family's view that, you know, they could provide whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Or if they're, you know, just adolescent teens doing whatever, then they're elevating their status among their peers. Right. Okay. And I was like, dang, everything I think of, and I'm like... Uh, that's it rings true so if you can think of one that you're like nah in no way does this improve your status but people do it let me know (laughs) send us a message um but anyways uh, another interesting thing about the luxury market oh and this is why we said celebrities uh, we were talking i don't think we have any celebrities like big celebrities that live in fort worth yeah i can't think of any yeah which is odd so we need some and and maybe we have some because 14 percent of home sales in dfw we're luxury homes. Okay. And so that's a pretty big segment. So maybe maybe we might have some now. I don't know. And I feel like we would hear about it. But the average price right now in DFW for a house, uh, the average price per square foot is $176 per square foot. Average luxury home is $342 a square foot. So, so quite a difference. Yeah. That's like double, right? Yeah. Almost double. Yeah, almost double. Yeah. Did that in my head. Um, but anyways, so that's all I got on that. Luxury homes, it's okay. a thing. Well, uh, so we had also talked about earlier in the podcast series uh, Rivian. Yes. Tesla's biggest competitor. Competitor that hadn't made a car yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Valued, hadn't made a single valued car. Valued at billions. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, it's uh, it sounds like they're not going to be coming this direction. Mm. So by uh, an announcement that was done on Thursday, Rivian has made up their minds because Fort Worth was in the running for one of the places they were going to be stationing their new manufacturing facility. Yep. It is no longer the case. Georgia has beat us out. Dang. Yeah, a town called Stanton Springs in Georgia is going to be the new home base for Rivian, and uh, it looks like Fort Worth had put forth $440 million as incentive, uh, or in incentives, I'm sorry, towards Rivian and still lost out. Wasn't enough. Right. Uh, we, we still haven't figured out what the incentives that Georgia was offering were, but we do know that they partnered with the, uh, the technical college system of Georgia to provide workforce training. So that was a part of the incentives that were being offered. Interesting. Yeah. And it might it probably also detracted. I think the location that it had was on the west side of Walsh. Yeah, it was right outside of Walsh yeah, Ranch. And, yeah, and they were probably looking at the traffic patterns over there, being like, uh, <laughs> you just have a pretty tiny highway to, because uh, it's already a problem, which I think we talked yeah, about. Yeah, because there's only like one road. Yeah, they're expanding that highway, but it's going to be like 20, I want to say like 2030 by the time it's all going to be done. So It's going to be a minute. Yeah. Well, the uh, it was... Fort Worth being a finalist is a big indicator of the fact that people are – other industries and businesses are looking at this area yeah, and, and considering I, this kind of thing. So we may see that expansion happening faster than we thought. Yeah, and that's a that's a shout-out to the city council and the government here because they're actually – they're trying to bring people in, right? Mm-hmm. And before, I don't know if – you know, I mean, I say before. I hadn't really paid all that much of attention to it, but uh, – like, it never really occurred to me that it would be a big hub to bring people in. But, yeah, you know, and that's interesting. I think, so is is the new location, is that near um, Atlanta? I'm actually not sure where Stanton Springs is. I'd have to pull up a map. Okay. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, logistically, we have the world's largest commercial air hub, which is Alliance. Mm-hmm. And we're central in the U.S. as far as, like, shipping their new cars out so it's just kind of it's kind of curious yeah that they went with georgia yeah the walsh family uh that owns that area is still pushing for industry so we may see something come to that area yeah so if you're listening and you have a giant company you want to move here do it (laughs) let them know (laughs) yeah and uh oh man i have no segue for this um vacation so if you're vacationing during your christmas it's the holidays the holidays (laughs) there you go um why not own that property and i'm talking about airbnb so um this is a this is a question that comes up quite a bit people are considering airbnbs but i think a lot of people are they're kind of scary because number one you're like well you got to furnish the house and then you got to manage it and you don't know what all is involved so figure today we go over just like some basic uh basic information i think a lot of people ask yeah and so cost is number one and Obviously, you want the property to make sense, and I think the location is really going to determine your cost. And typically, I say that, in larger areas like Dallas and Fort Worth, your houses are going to be more expensive because you're going to want to pick a location to where there's going to be a lot of traffic. So anywhere... So, for instance, in Fort Worth, anywhere like Arlington Heights or right there near downtown is going to be a fantastic location because we got Dickie's Arena, we've got the convention center, mm-hmm. and even if you're going to a Cowboys game or whatever, you may want to stay in downtown. Yeah. Uh, all the Lots of tourism traffic. Stockyards, yeah. 
Um, that would be a great location. Also, maybe like in the, the Fairmount area, right there in where all the hospitals are in Magnolia, uh, also be a great location. But those houses are also more expensive. They're like uh, 150 to 215 a square foot, typically. And so you're going to pay a little bit more. But on the flip side of that, you do bring in more. Uh, the, the revenue is what's, I think, really attractive for Airbnbs. And a lot of people ask how they kind of um, can evaluate what they'll make on an Airbnb. And so a couple kind of like general rules of thumb. Um, you can, you, obviously, you can go to Airbnb or Verbo and go to like book a similar property in the neighborhood. And it'll show you what's booked over the next couple of weeks. But a lot of times people will book, you know, a week before or two weeks before. So it's not great indicator. There's a uh, website called AirDNA, which this is what they do. They mm-hmm. basically take all this data in and they analyze it. They give you an idea of what it'll rent for. In, uh, in my experience and in, in speaking with some different people that own Airbnbs, it seems like if you calculate what your monthly cost is going to be, so your mortgage, your insurance, your taxes, your electricity, your water, because you're paying all your utilities on a on a Airbnb, right? Right. Um, if you divide that number by twelve, that's typically what about what will be charged per day, and so twelve. If you if you rent a property twelve days out of the month, which is basically every weekend then that's usually about where your break-even point is. So the Airbnbs that do really well rent for an extra eight days that month. So if you get close to that 20-day mark or if you even get above it, that's when you crush it. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at a property and you're like, hey, this rents for $200 per day, and then you're looking at that eight extra days, you're looking at $1,600 cash flow if you can get your property there, which... A lot of times it's just like little things that make the difference. When If you have something that's unique or like, hey, that's really cool and people want to stay there because of it, that, that usually makes the difference. Um, other question I think people have is what kind of challenges are you going to have and also what does it cost to have the property managed? And so I think there are some different property managers, managers out there. Um, as far as companies go, I work with one called Evolve, which is okay. They're okay, you know, for the most part. There's there's a lot of room for improvement, but they're a pretty young company, as I think most of them are, seeing as this wasn't around 10 years ago. But um, they charge 10% of revenue. So uh, you can calculate that in, and they do all the marketing. They adjust prices. They... Um, talk to the uh, the clients whenever they book and they have questions and they answer I would say probably 90 to 95 percent like you don't get very many questions do you before somebody actually comes out we had one about the Christmas tree yeah it's it's, it's very infrequent <laughs> will there be it, a Christmas tree? yeah right? and if it is it's just because usually error, user error yeah and um, so they, they take care of a lot of that the um, two challenges that I think most people will have is Number one, cleaning, having somebody that's dependable and reliable that can get there every, every day and um, or every time because, you know, a lot of times these properties are turning over every two or three days. Yeah, some of them are back to back. Yeah, and so you've got to have somebody that can be there, that can, you know, wash everything. 
um, get your sheets on the bed, and if they don't get done with the laundry, they can take it with them and finish it. You know, so it's uh, you know, there's there's a lot of logistics there, and then um, but once you find that, that's great. The only other issue you have really is when there's problems that arise at the property while somebody's staying there. So very first, <laughs> very first um, tenant that we had, you call them tenants? Vacation? Guest? Guest? Yeah, yeah, guest. Yeah, tenant seems, <laughs> seems wrong. Um, <laughs> we just remodeled this house, and when we remodeled it, there was a lock that had a key, and we put it on one of the bedroom doors, and we didn't have a key to it. I don't know if we had one to start with, but we did, We for sure didn't have it. And they locked themselves out of the bedroom. Hmm. And it was just like, ah, didn't even think that could be a thing. <laughs> you know. And so these things will come up from time to time, and uh, you've got to have somebody that's on the ground that can get there and, and take care of the issues uh, to keep your rating up. So that's uh, – luckily, luckily, I've got you. Which which you're awesome at it, um, but uh, other than that, like especially if you're going to own a property in another state or something that's pretty far away, you're going to mm-hmm. have to find somebody reliable. And yeah, because yours is in Granbury. Yeah, so, so that's a 50 minute drive from here. Yeah. So I guess logistics is something they would have to take into consideration yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, and so it's yeah, so just like yeah, and then also you're going to have to have good contacts for everything, like because we had a. Um, a plumbing issue where the uh, the bathtub, I don't know if the toilet backed up or not, but then all of a sudden it's like, man, I need a plumber out there like today. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the other thing I've noticed, and uh, please don't dislike us for this comment, but <laughs> the standard of work performed in Granbury, like, because I've just had to call just different people off the internet down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quality of work is not the same as what I would expect here. Yeah, it's and a smaller town too. It is, yeah, and so it's it's very interesting. And then the it, speaking of that, so the, the property that we're referring to is a, a lake house, and one of the things I didn't realize with talking about trying to book it twenty days out of the the month, a lake house is typically like, hey, let's do a weekend getaway, or if it's spring break, maybe you're there for a whole week. Very difficult to book that out. 20 days out of the month just because of that mm-hmm. there's not there's not a whole lot of reasons to book a lake house monday tuesday wednesday thursday right, right. so anyway something to consider when you're thinking about which property you're going to buy but uh apart from that i think the i think furnishing it and uh getting all the inventory because you're going to want two sets of sheets for everything and you're going to want to have extra um soap and body wash and all of those things i think we spent around ten thousand dollars between that and the furniture and everything else which which was pretty good we had a lot of furniture that was like we had extra furniture from moving around houses uh but i, I would budget ten to fifteen thousand dollars on like a typical house now if you're going high-end luxury house that you know that right. could be way different uh, but that's something to factor in and then also there are companies that lease furniture and I see a lot of people do this with uh, Airbnb arbitrage, but they'll get units. Uh, a lot of times they do it with apartments. Um, but basically, they'll have this company they lease the furniture from. So the company 
delivers it, it's it's typically new or newer furniture. So it looks really modern, really nice. Mm-hmm. And then you just pay them monthly, and then whenever your contract's up, they'll come get it all. You know, or you know, if you can re-up the contract. So not something I've done, but I've heard of it. Might be a might be a good yeah, option. Yeah, if you don't have a bunch of upfront funding to buy furniture, that might yeah. be an alternative. Yeah, and so that's the thing. Like it, it it's it's a little bit more costly to go the airbnb route unless it's a property maybe you live in and you're like hey i'm moving but i'm not gonna you know i'm gonna turn this into one uh, i think that's a great way to go about it because then you have an excuse to buy all new furniture for your new place <laughs> um but yeah if you're doing it from scratch it's a little bit more costly now um i will go ahead and plug our course coming up and i think um, so we, I'm going to be teaching an online course. So if you're interested uh, in any kind of investment in real estate, uh, this would be a really good course um, to attend. We're going to start out basically talking about all the different types of investments, such as the Airbnb, such as flipping houses, wholesaling houses, uh, just straight up rental properties, the Burr method. So in our, our first class, it's going to be a, a you know, a series, but basically the first one, we're going to do a general overview. And the idea behind this class, uh, I really, I really want to change the way that people think about, um, really think about money and, mm-hmm. uh, and assets, number one. And then number two, I think if you change, if you have that perspective change, you will start to see more opportunities in life. Because I think there's a lot of times there's an opportunity sitting in front of you. Maybe your neighbor has a, a crap house they're about to sell or whatever, and you know about it. But if you don't know how to take it from some you know, basic knowledge that your neighbor's moving to here's how we figure out how to make money and turn this into an asset, then it doesn't happen, right? So, right. Um, so anyways, that's my main goal behind it. But we're going we're gonna to go in this course. We're going to take you from, hey, if you have $0, here's how you start, and here's how you can make some money to at the end of it here's how you can retire uh, after literally you could do this after two years you could have enough in assets to retire or um, we extrapolate that a little bit and i think uh, with our planning you could be making over a million dollars a year by year six or seven so anyways we're going to take it from start to finish so if you're interested at all um, sign up it's on our homepage, tomsexersrealty.com and this go around it's free so merry christmas sign up while you can starts january 19th so anything else no sounds pretty cool cool all right well everybody have uh, some happy holidays we'll see you uh, on the other side of christmas